I was coaching a client the other day, and while we were going through all of the things on their list, one of the things that came up was the fact that they're having trouble with time management. And when I shared my schedule with them and how I run my daily, weekly routine, they were like, oh my God, this was like the most important part of the phone call. This stuff was exactly what I needed to hear today. It's not the first time I've heard that from sharing my schedule. And so I was thinking about it. I'm like, hey, I should probably do a podcast on this. So that is today. So we're going to be talking about my productivity routine, if you will, and how I get so much done. A lot of people are like, how many people are on your team doing what you do? And you'd be surprised at how small the team is. There's really two of us doing all of the things that we do. There's me on the front end, some on the back end. It's not like we have 25 employees doing a lot of this stuff. We're just very good at what we do and how we do it. And I'm not saying I'm the best, but I think the strategies that I use are really, really simple and anybody can apply them. So today I'm just going to tell you a little bit about my productivity routine and how I use this. First, I want to start off at the weekly level. For me, Mondays and Fridays are no call days. Those days are blocked out for projects, whether they're small projects, big projects. I mean, sometimes I'll have 11 items on my list for a Monday and it's just project related stuff. I'm trying to get things done in the business that are going to move us forward. It touches all aspects of the business, but that's what Mondays and Fridays are for. I also use Friday mornings for like makeup meetings. So let's say I had a coaching call on Tuesday or Wednesday and it needs to get rescheduled. If I can't get it rescheduled in my main core days of Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, then Friday morning is where it'll be. And then Friday morning is fairly relaxed as well. So like on Friday morning, if I don't have any of those makeup calls, I'm probably working a few projects. I'm probably catching up. I'm actually using Fridays as what a lot of people use Sunday for to kind of plan ahead to the next week. I'm doing that in the morning. Friday afternoon is kind of a toss up. I may just skip out that day and go shopping. I may go for a walk. I may go to the gun range. I may, there's all kind of things I might do on a Friday afternoon. I might just go watch TV. I mean, just get out of the business and just not work. That Friday afternoon is for me. And there's other Friday afternoons where I find myself, I'm working on projects and it's 5 36 o'clock and I'm like, oh, I've been working on projects because I just get in a groove. So Friday is a really flexible day for me to do a lot of that kind of stuff. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, those are my big production days, if that's what you want to call them, where I'm working with clients, I'm coaching people, I have a lot of sales calls and things like that. Those things are going on. The mornings are typically blocked out for coaching. One of the key things here is I don't start before 10 a.m. when it comes to coaching. That's just a rule that I have. There's too many things that I have going on in the business where if I started at 8 a.m., then I'm going to find myself in a situation where I don't have enough time to catch up or you know, there's emails that need return and things like that. So I don't start my calls until 10 a.m. And I usually coach from 10 to noon or you know, sometimes 10 to 2, whatever it is. And then I do sales calls in the afternoon. I may do four, six, eight sales calls in the afternoon because they're only like 20, 25 minutes, that sort of thing. And then I have the afternoons for emails and that sort of stuff. That's kind of what's going on on that weekly basis for me. 
Did you know we have our own community for government contractors? It's called Federal Access. Just visit federal-access.com forward slash game changers and you can get 50% off your first month. This thing is packed full of all kinds of resources, templates, documents, strategy guides, everything you need to be a government contractor and it gets you in our inner circle where you have direct access to myself and my partner, Josh Frank. So go check it out today at federal-access.com forward slash game changers. Now let's get back into this episode. One of the other big things for me is that everything goes on my calendar. So it doesn't matter how big, how small, everything winds up on my calendar somewhere that's really, really important to me because that's how I track projects and different things that I'm working on. A lot of times I'll wind up moving things around where I'm like, hey, I don't have time for this today, so I'm going to move it a couple of days out. Or I get stuff done really, really fast and I'm like, I'm going to move that project up and I'm going to move this project up. And all of a sudden it turns into like a Monday where I do have 13 items that I did Monday because I got them done so much faster than I thought I would. But because I have it on my calendar, I can see it and go, okay, what do I have time for today that I'm kind of in a groove for or whatever it might be? And I'll pull those things in and just get them done. Now, when I look at my daily activity and how I do things. My schedule has really fluctuated over the years. I have had periods in my life, now they're not long periods, so don't think, oh, you're one of those guys that's for years and years gotten up at 4 a.m. I have done that before. I've had times in my life where I get up at 4 a.m., I'm in the office, I'm working on things, and from 4 to 7, that's just what happens. I've always struggled sleeping, and so at some point I just decided, hey, instead of just laying in bed and doing nothing or scrolling on my phone, why don't I just go in the office and get some project work done? I got in a habit for that for several years. The 4 a.m. thing, get in there, do some work, and then I was out of the office early on those days. I really like that. You get a lot of stuff done when you can't get phone calls and stuff like that or nobody's bugging you and, and all kind of things. But over time, that doesn't always work for me and I have to shift my schedule. And I think that's probably one of the most important parts of my routine is that I'm always willing to shift it around certain things. Like a couple of months ago, we got a brand new dog and the brand new dog, you know, had a lot of issues. It was very scared. And so like, hey, we really need to bond with the dog. Part of my schedule shifted to I'm getting up at seven or eight o'clock in the morning, taking my daughter to school, then taking that dog for a long walk, just spending time with that dog. And that became part of my morning routine. But that's also where all the ideas for the podcast came from. I'm listening to podcasts while I'm doing it. I'm walking the dog, you know, doing a good thing there. And then just like constantly like, hey, here's another idea and another idea and another idea and getting all of that stuff done getting in some exercise, which if I'm honest, exercise is the first thing that I usually pull out of my schedule and replace it with literally anything. Sometimes I like the exercise. Sometimes I don't like the exercise. I always kick myself when I put it back into my schedule because it's literally always a thing that if I'm struggling with a project, a problem, you know, writer's block type of stuff. If I'm struggling with any of that and I put exercise back in my schedule, I almost instantly have ideas like the very first time I go for a walk or whatever it may be. That's a really important one that I should be more disciplined about and I'm not, but uh, that's something I'm working on. So everybody's got to have something to work on, right? When it comes to that daily basis, I've already said this, but uh, I'll reiterate one more time. I don't schedule meetings before 10. It's just one of those things where there's so many things you need to get done in your business 
business. And unless somebody says, hey, this is the only time I can meet, would you please make an exception? I don't make an exception. That's just the way I work. Most people understand that if you tell people, hey, I'm available between 10 and noon or one and three, whatever it is, most people will work around that even if they have to switch it a day or two, unless it's an emergency. And if it's an emergency, I have no problem scheduling around that sort of thing. But if everything in your life is an emergency, then your schedule is all over the map and that just creates chaos and you don't want anything like that. So in general, I am typically at my desk at or before nine o'clock every single day. I'm catching up on emails and that sort of thing. I've had a good breakfast at this point. I may or may not have walked the dog depending on how cold it is or what's going on, that sort of thing, because there's just those kind of things that happen. I also, I injured my back recently and that was one of those things where I was like barely able to get out of bed and trying to squeak in some extra sleep and that sort of thing. But when I'm on my game, I'm in my office at or before 9 a.m. It's not 7 a.m. That's not 4 a.m. 9 a.m. is plenty of time to get things done in the day. You don't have to come in six hours early and do that kind of stuff. You just have to be productive while you're there. That's really the key to going back to the scheduling and all that kind of stuff and knowing what you're going to do. So if I know if I'm coming in at nine, I'm probably going to stay till four or five in the office. If I come in at six or seven, I know I'm probably going to be out at two or three that day. And so it's knowing how much time you have in order to get those kind of things done. I'm always trying to be out of the office somewhere between 3.30 and 4, at least right now in my routine. Years ago, I would probably get out just before 5 o'clock. Even though I work at home, that was kind of my number. I tried to be in there till around 5 o'clock every day. But right now, things are a little bit different. We only have one kid left in the house at this point. She's in every activity you could possibly imagine. So even when you do see your kid, when they're in high school, they're senior doing things like that. You see them in the morning, you see them maybe right after school, and then you see them after work or after their practice or whatever it is, and they don't need near as much hands-on stuff. So because of that, my afternoon routine is out of the office by 3.30 or 4, maybe 4.30 at the latest, and then I may go walk the dogs again or something along those lines and make dinner. And then I have my evening time where I may or may not return emails. See, that's the thing. It's like when my kids were younger, I had this cutoff of, hey, I'm not going to go sit down and do work on the laptop. I may return an email on my phone or something like that, but I I was a lot stricter about how much work I did after five o'clock so that I was available. I was available to go to plays or practices or whatever it may be when the kids were little or just available, you know, around the house for whatever reason. Now that they're older, my focus was able to shift and there are a lot of evenings where I'll sit down, grab my laptop at say six, six thirty, seven o'clock, and I may put in two hours of work. So even though I'm out of the office by 3.30 or 4, I've got it in my mind, hey, tonight I want to sit down and work on this project or that project. A lot of times what I do is I outline stuff for the podcast, like I'll make bullet points for the podcast and things like that. I'll write up different summaries of the podcast or I'll work on my next book or whatever it may be. I'm doing a lot of creative stuff in the evening or responding to emails, LinkedIn messages, you know, all those kind of things. And it's because I've structured my day in a 
way where it's not a drain. It's actually one of those things that almost kind of recharges me a little bit because I'm so excited by, you know, eight o'clock at night when I hit send on that last whatever it is message that I'm done. And when I get up in the morning, I'm caught up because 99% of the time when I get up in the morning, I may only have two or three emails that I need to respond to unless it's maybe been a long weekend and I just decided to completely unplug. So there's a lot of flexibility built into my schedule where I can respond to things, get ahead of the curve a lot of times, but I don't force myself into it. I don't force myself into say, hey, you've got to work every single night until your inbox is empty or anything like that. I just work at a pace that's comfortable, but that gets the important stuff done. And that's as hard as it is. Now, one of the things that I will say about my schedule is that I have a sales and customer service first focus. So if it's sales related, if it's customer service related, returning an email, a phone call, anything like that, I'm making sure to do that as early as possible in my schedule because those things are extremely important to me. The other thing is I have trained the people that work with me, whether it's clients or prospects, how to respond to me to get the fastest response. So if you call my voicemail today or you call my phone number and it goes to voicemail, which it likely will, because I'm on and off the phone so much that I don't have time for that just random call out of nowhere. It'll just knock me off and I want to stay focused. If you call and get my voicemail, it will tell you, hey, The fastest way to reach me is to not leave a voicemail. It's actually to hang up, send me an email, or send me a LinkedIn message. Either of those two ways will get a much faster response than a voicemail. And because I've trained people how to respond to me that way, it works within how I like to work and allows me to work faster. That's another component of all this is letting people know how you work faster and not just being one of those types of people that take incoming emails, phone calls, text messages from every different way you could possibly imagine. And it creates too much chaos. For me, it's an email or a LinkedIn message. That's it. That's the fastest way to reach me. And that's just the way I work. And people respect that. And I really appreciate that all of you respect that. And because of that, I'm able to respond so much faster to all those things. I want to leave you with this one really, really important thing here today. If you've listened to this and you're like, hey, these are some habits that I want to pick up, I'm going to recommend that the next thing you do is you go listen to the podcast. It's episode 224 on five habits of successful government contractors. The first one talks about that sales mindset and how you have to pick that up. But I think that is the next thing that you need to listen to after this podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Game Changers. If you did, please go like and share this episode on your social media, as well as rate and review the episode. That helps other government contractors find out about the podcast and benefit just like you. We'll see you next time.